Okay, we are recording. So today I'm here with my friend Ryan. Um, we met a couple years ago now in a women's group, um, the Growth Collective, and I'm really excited to have you here today. I've been wanting to have this conversation and I'm going to tell you that I kind of felt like maybe you wouldn't want to have a conversation with me, which I know is like all head. I know I, I, I was waiting for that face <laughs> because you're so like, you're so in your business and manifesting and, and doing all this stuff. And I feel like I'm just here, like, let's have a raw conversation and sometimes feel like I don't have my stuff together. Like this morning, like, oh my gosh, we've got the call and my stomach's upset and like, just like feeling like in some ways I don't have it together, but realizing then that we all kind of don't have it together. Like I, and then feeling comfortable to say like, look, this is what's going on. And you're like, yeah, cool. I actually have this thing too. So it, it was like this beautiful reminder for me that like the universe just, there is flow. And when we're like being authentic and real, which is what my podcast is, all about and is also my greatest lesson that then things happen the way they're meant to happen because there's a, a dealing in reality so thank you for being here and like really being here this morning and being cool with just what's what's going on what's present yeah thank you for having me and oddly enough I felt the same way because I <laughs> ridiculous I know but I was I just thought maybe I don't have a good enough subject matter to talk about on here and so I'm just I just didn't say anything and I would see the other people that you were talking to that, that I know personally and and I would think like oh that's so cool that they had that conversation but I still didn't feel good enough to um to kind of like approach you <laughs> and and so let's let's be real with what's going on is it the kid or the dog uh well now it's both because okay. <laughs> she has figured out a way to make her shirt be open in the front by putting her body through a different part of the shirt i can't even tell what she's got going on just off the, <laughs> the view of the camera here and she started knocking on the door which then made the puppy bark and now she's coming out here. Remember I told you I gotta be out here for a little bit and then I'll come back in? You look silly. <laughs> okay, I'll see you in a little bit. Um, oh my that's gosh. so cute. And also like huge testament to your noise canceling software program application. Yay. Because yes. I don't hear anything other than you. That's that's amazing because I've had I've had helicopters. I've had uh, yesterday there was some random construction happening right somewhere nearby where it was really loud and people have told me that they can't hear anything. So um, I'm really glad that it works. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and I wanted to address the um, that feeling that you were having like that. I mean, that was not it at all on my side with everyone. Oh, Lisa. With everyone that's that I've had on here, it's been just like in, an impulse. Like, oh, I want to record a podcast, and this connection is like really present right now. Let's do it. And the same thing, like when you're like, oh, I'm looking for podcasts. It's like now's the time. 
Yes. Yeah. I was so glad when you when you um, commented on that post because I just felt like, oh, yeah, we could totally have a conversation. And why, then I began to wonder why was I ever worried about it? And the conversations that you and I have had in the past, especially when we got to be on that retreat together, were so deep and so incredible I felt like you know I'm not sure what my mindset block was around feeling like maybe I don't have a good enough thing to talk about on here you have so (laughs) much to talk about I feel like I and I feel the same way the conversations were deep and rich and that was the first time that we met Um, Mm -hmm. it was at a retreat in Idlewild with maybe 10 women total yeah yeah somewhere around right around there yeah and just lots of lots of raw emotions and I was healing from my surgery and um you were really putting yourself out there and building this vision that you have which I'm excited to dig into and over the last let's see that's been a little over a year or yeah yeah because it was no- it- 20 it was the fall of 2019 yeah november 2019 yeah so it's been a little over a year and so much has happened yeah a lot has changed sorry she was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so funny because when we got her or and any dog that we've ever had they must allow me to hold them like a baby there that that's non-negotiable and so she's totally she's not only fine with it she likes it my other dogs have just you know that we've had in the past they would just put up with it um but she actually really just likes it and she's she's like a a therapy dog really because if i'm nervous or upset i just scoop her up and sometimes um it was last summer when all of the riots and protests were happening, um, or I guess it was early summer, late spring. I had actually had, uh, we were on our growth collective call and that was a really long call. um, And I was answering a lot of questions, but I was also getting a lot of insight and it was, so it was a a really good conversation. That was an intense call. It was. Yeah, and I remember being fulfilled afterwards, but completely exhausted. And I don't normally do this, but I went and laid down on the couch. And she walked over and jumped on the couch and curled her body around my head. And I it made it made me just it was warm and she's so soft and it just felt like she knew that that's what she needed to do and when any when either of our girls are upset um oh my gosh look at her now mm-hmm. <laughs> when any of them when either one of them are upset uh she comes and to, to see them and see if they're okay and um sometimes our little one gets a little too crazy and we have to have her have some settle down time and she always goes to see her when she's having that settle down time to make sure that she's still okay um, so she's been the, the perfect dog to have gotten right before all of this started last year, this craziness that we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's like a, a little 
mama dog. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nurturer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's amazing. I really, you were witness to some of the um, issues that we were having with our last dog. He was not doing well and we ended up having to put him down about a, about a, a little over a month after we were all together. And um, I mean, we knew it was coming, but it was really difficult for me because I'm such a dog person and I had never not had a dog. And when we lost our other dog, I still had Peter was his name to comfort me from that loss. But then when we lost him, I had nothing else to, um, you know, I have my husband, obviously, but like I need, I need the, the a dog. And, um, and so we, we got her pretty soon after that in, in January of 2020. And then, you know, in March, everything was shutting down and, you know, so many crazy things happened last year and she's just been like a constant for all of us. That is so beautiful. Yeah, I, I remember at the gathering, you were a little nervous about leaving leaving Peter and with your husband and would, would he be okay? And um, really taking that time for yourself to be away for the week um, from kids and, and dog and all the, all the things. Yeah, that actually, I mean, my husband is amazing and I, I had no issue with him handling the girls and I just, I felt bad leaving at a time when um, Peter was just having accidents all the time. And um, I, I did offer to have him boarded somewhere while I was gone. And he said, no, I, I will take care of it. And he did a good job. And I mean, there were times when he was frustrated, but um, everything turned out okay, which was also a way for me to know that um, to, to have confirmation that it's okay for me to do things for myself um, and to rely on him and allow him to step in to take care of the things that I normally take care of and vice versa because he actually had to travel out of town um, recently and you know we were fine we, we missed him while he was gone but it's always nice to it's nice that it goes both ways, but it's, it's just nice to know that when I do want to go do those things where I might be gone for a couple of days that not only does he not mind, um, he wants me to be able to do those things. And it was more that the, the issue that I was having was allowing myself to do it because mm -hmm. he had no problem with it, you know, but then I would, I was finding myself almost kind of pretending that I thought that he would have a problem with it so that I wouldn't have to face myself being the one that had a problem with it. Um, yeah. but I, but I did because I really, really wanted to go. And, um, you know, Idlewild is only a few hours from here and it just seemed, and we had just moved here. And so it just seemed like it was all falling into place so well, um, down to, you know, one of the other women that went was staying with a friend in the building that we just moved into, um, which I still can't get over. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the magic of that, but the whole thing, just the taking the time for myself and 
knowing that my family would be okay without me, you know, more than okay without me. Um, and I feel like it was meant to happen at a more challenging time so that I could still see that even during challenging times, it's okay for me to take that time for myself. I think that, I mean, there's so much richness there and everything that you just said. I mean, from the, you know, projection element of like, oh, it must be, you know, the, the partner, my partner is going to feel like, um, they don't want to do this for me when really it's like, well, am I okay with letting go and relaxing into feeling their support? Um, and also, um, sorry, when I have too much caffeine, my memory is like, <laughs> no, that's okay. I I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, 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 there was something else there. Um, and getting, I guess, getting out of our own way. And also I was wondering if you could talk more about what you said about how it happening in a challenging time is important because I know this is what you help people with, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, as I was saying that, I was like, wow, there's a lot of parallels here, aren't there? And w which is what always ends up happening. Um, it's like our, our greatest struggle is the thing that we're actually the best at teaching other people, which, you know, for me, it has been a source of accountability for myself. Um, I, I realized it's taken me, you know, a span of years to recognize the importance of self-care and there are certain things that I now do daily and um, I don't really give them up for much of anything. You know, if we're traveling, maybe my routine gets a little bit uh, thrown off, but I still try to implement the things that I do daily in some way. Um, but it was that particular retreat and the challenge of asking for help because I can't just leave <laughs> without running it by him. So it wasn't really, I've been talking about this a lot lately, actually, it wasn't me asking for permission if I could go, it was asking for help so that I can go mm. and making sure that everybody was squared away and good so that I felt good about going because I didn't want it to be a situation filled with resentment or spite you know, that I'm leaving and I don't really care how you feel about it kind of thing. Um, you know, I didn't, I definitely didn't want it to be like that, but I, I tend to have these insecurities still about what's he going to think when I bring this up? What's he going to, what's he going to say when I bring this up? And it's, it's all in my head because it never, ever happens. I mean, he will joke sometimes like yesterday, um, I asked if he wouldn't mind. There's something coming up that I want to attend and it's virtual, but it, I'm in California, you're in California. So over here, it starts at 6.30 in the morning. And that's normally the time that I'm walking Louisa. And then when I come back in, I wake up the girls. And so on that particular day, I'll still walk her early because I actually really like that part of my morning, um, but I need him to be the one to get them up and get them ready for school, um, which 
he usually helps with anyway. It's just I'm the first one up, so I wake them up and then I get started and then he comes out later. Um, and so he'll do this thing sometimes when I ask and he'll be like, no, I'm not doing that. And it's always a joke, you know, but, <laughs> but there's always a part of me that's like, oh no, you know? And I think, you know, maybe it's, I think sometimes when he jokes, he's trying to help me realize that this is not as serious as you're acting like it is right now. Cause I will kind of tense up and, um, I'm putting off a vibe of, I'm not sure how you're going to respond to me. And so when he makes a joke like that, I think he's trying to sort of break that tension for me. Yeah. Um, which, it. Yeah. Which yeah. usually actually does work. And it's just, it's weird how, as I'm talking about this, I'm putting more of it together. Like, Oh, that's why even when he makes those jokes, I'm always like, Oh, haha. Okay. Yeah. So that means you'll do it. Like, I don't even have to ask, I, I think I used to be like, wait, so, so are you going to do it or, you know, and now I know like, oh, that, you know, I don't, ha I don't have to like confirm, you know, because he understands what I'm, he supports what I'm doing. And he understands that sometimes right now that he actually is going to be doing more of the workload with the kids. And he's been totally amazing about that and totally fine with it. And it's just, me having to work through my own, you know, mom guilt and I guess wife guilt too, some, in some ways, um, because he, he never, he never gives me a hard time about any of the things that I ask for. Um, and he's been so great, especially lately about, you know, taking them out when I need some quiet to be able to get work done and all those things and so the, the more I think about it the more I realize it's just something within me that I'm still working through yeah it's so interesting how those stories in our head just like really live on and want to like stick around and not <laughs> leave us and I, I think it's cute because my partner does the same thing like he'll joke about something and it's easy for him to joke about it because he doesn't have that same weight of the story in his head. Like it's really like frivolous and light and easy. And he can like, you know, laugh about it and make a joke because he doesn't know like the, whatever kind of pain wound it's coming from in me. And so um, that can sometimes really annoy me. <laughs> um, kind of like what you said at first, like yeah. you described something that wasn't quite annoyance, but like then doubt, like, wait, really? So are you going to do it? Like, I'm confused, <laughs> you know, yeah, like I don't get the joke be. because I'm not mm -hmm. in the joke space. So yeah. I found like communicating like, Hey, this is a thing for me. I know to you, it seems like absolutely ridiculous because you support me and whatever. And it doesn't seem like a big deal that I'm asking. But when I ask, like I have this thing in me that sometimes like if you joke, I can really get hurt. So I would like to lessen that. And also if you could just be a little bit more mindful, that would help me. It has nothing to do with you. This is me, right. but you know, we're in relationships. So it goes both ways. Totally. And, yeah. and also I could, I could decide to like only work on that story myself. Cause like, it is magical when we change and don't say anything to the other person and suddenly like they've changed. And you're like, wait a second. 
That's one of my favorite things. How does that work? <laughs> that is absolutely one of my favorite things. And I call it my ninja trick because <laughs> I'm, I've gotten really good at it. And there was a, even a little while where I felt guilt with that, where I was like, am I being manipulative? Am I like, you know, controlling his mind somehow? And it, it's not that it's just a ripple effect of my own energy and he picks up on it on an energetic level and responds accordingly. Um, this is a story that I love to tell because it kind of illustrates that where uh, his dad was in town visiting and it was his birthday and we were supposed to go out, get takeout and go to a park and you know have a good time together. And I really wasn't feeling well. And a boundary that I've learned to set is that if I don't feel well, I need to speak up and allow myself to not participate in whatever is going on. Because if I force myself to go along, then I'm not having fun and no one else is having fun because I'm not in the, you know, the right space to be there. So even though it was only about 10 minutes before we were supposed to leave, I was just having, I'd been having some weird um, rib inflammation that was super painful and it would just flare up out of nowhere. So I was getting ready to go and I had a flare up and um, I said, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I can't go because it, it almost knocks me out. It doesn't happen anymore. I, I got it all worked through um, and it was only, it was just for maybe a three week span of time and that was it. But um, I had to go lay down and they were going to get food from a bakery here, which we all absolutely love. And I started thinking, oh man, they're going to. They're going to get that food and they're going to go eat it and they're going to bring mine back later and it's going to be cold and I don't even know if I'm going to feel well enough to get up and heat it up myself. And I thought, okay, well, I don't want that to happen. What do I want? And I thought, wouldn't it be so amazing if he went and picked up the food and brought mine back to me before they went off to the park? Like, and I felt a little bit guilty for that even because that meant that everyone was going to have to wait if he did that. But I just thought it was, that would be really nice. But because he was now being the only one to get the girls ready and everything and I was laying down, I just decided not to say anything and I fell asleep thinking about it. Um, and then I woke up to the sound of him walking in the door with my food. And then not only did he bring the food inside, he um, he got out a plate and he got my food out and put it on a plate and brought it to me and just put it right in front of me because I was still laying on the couch. And I was so thankful for that. And um, that was one of those. I mean, there's there's been other things, too, where it's maybe a, a more major subject but it's those little things like that made me feel um my love language is gifts mm -hmm. so that to me that was a gift and also acts of service so that was like all in one just an incredible thing that he did that i didn't even have to verbalize i just thought about it for a few minutes and then he did it for me so um i love doing that thing where you just kind of work on it yourself and then watch the magic happen. And it, it, it's, you don't want, you can't do that for everything. Um, but it is, it is definitely one of my to do. If I see something, I kind of can gauge whether is this a me thing or is this an us thing? Cause if it's just a me thing, then I can, I can work on it 
and I don't need to get him involved um, until, you know, eventually I, I get it worked out and he responds accordingly. Um, we're both kind of introverted, and so it works in our favor to allow each other to, to, to work that way and, and not feel like we have to hash everything out, have to discuss everything, um, because that's how I used to feel. I used to feel like everything's got to be discussed, everything's got to be sorted out. We don't go to, we can't go to bed until this is fixed, that sort of thing. And I was very rigid. Um, and then I started to learn that I can do stuff on my own that will uh, have an effect on him, and he does the same thing. And it's it's been really wonderful for us. That is so amazing. I mean, I feel like what you described right there, and I had chills. By the way, when you said he brought the the bakery goods back for you, I was just like, oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> um, but like we gain a little bit more control. I don't really want to say control, but like uh, we get more of what we want by relinquishing like what we, the way we try to control the outside and moving mm -hmm. that locus inwards. And also, I wanted to ask you if you can sort of tease out the difference between like thinking about what you want, like obsessively, like I want this, I want that, like, and only focusing on that versus sort of what you did, which is like, think about it. And I mean, I, I have ideas of the energy that you were feeling inside because, mm -hmm. you know, like th there's a difference there. You know where I'm yeah. going? Yeah, totally. Be and the thing is, with that difference, it can be, it's not hard to figure out what the difference is when you're feeling one way or the other. The hard part is releasing that feeling of tension and control. And it's usually on the stuff that's super, super important to us. I mean, to be honest, you know, having him bring me something from the bakery while it was still warm was something that I would love to have happen, but it didn't feel like, oh my gosh, if this doesn't happen, I don't know how I will survive, you know? And um, I'm, and so it's, it, it's usually bigger stuff like finances and uh, big relationship stuff that we feel like we can't just relinquish control. I can't just, I can't just sit back and imagine that things will work out for me because that's too airy fairy but I can go over here and I can imagine my bakery goods being handed to me without me having to even get up off the couch um, because that's that's super easy. So it's it's all in the feeling. Um, and I've been I've been learning a, a little bit about human design lately. And um, have you, do you know about that? Um, a little bit. Yeah, I've connected with a woman who like human design is her thing, embodied human yeah. design. And it has blown my mind, the, the stuff that um, she can read from the chart and just how true it is in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was blown away just by, I went to a website and put my information in that it asked for, you know, like your birth date, your birth time, and like the time zone that you were born in. And just a couple of those random details that you think don't matter. And, um it came back with all this information about me. And I was like, who has been watching me so that they know all of these things? And I'm a, um, a manifester, but a non-specific manifester, which means that I pay way more attention to feelings than specifics. Mm 
-hmm. And when I found that out, it, it made so much sense to me because when I'm writing things and when I'm doing things, I'm focusing on the feeling. And I like to get into some specifics, but I've noticed that now that I've realized how much the feeling matters for me, I can kind of let go of the specifics because um, they don't matter as much for me. And some people are specific and they have to, you know, get down into the details and that's super helpful for them. So it all depends on, you know, what, how your chart comes out. But um, the feeling, I, I'm also a very empathetic person. I don't, when someone tells me a story about something that happened to them, I feel not exactly like I know what that's like, but I just, I feel what they're feeling. Um, this is a kind of a side tangent, but we were watching a documentary last night called Free Solo, and it's about a guy who, oh, yeah. have you seen that? Um, I haven't seen it, but it's Alex Honhold, right? Yeah. yeah, and oh my gosh, I won't spoil it for you, but I was terrified, <laughs> absolutely terrified out of my mind watching certain parts of the documentary and it was just last night and I feel everything right here um and I was just like my it wasn't just my heart pounding it was my entire body pulsing to right here while watching that and um it's just it's interesting and then um we ended up having a conversation last night between the di uh, about the difference between empathy and sympathy um because I've always felt like yeah I know the difference but I don't understand how people are not empathetic because I am. So I, it was, it's always been really hard for me to fathom, like, what do you mean you don't understand how that person is feeling, <laughs> you know? And it, cause, and I, or you don't feel what they feel. That that's, that's the thing is that you, you, and I, so I, um, I feel a lot and sometimes it can get overwhelming, but and as far as, you know, when you're focusing on something, the trick, is how you feel if you feel like oh my gosh i have to have this thing or you know my life is over or this has to work out exactly how i need it to work out because that's just what i say versus i would love it if this thing happened or i would love it if this thing worked out um there's a real there's a difference in energy that you're putting out because um one analogy that I like to use is when we're on a road trip and our girls are constantly asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And we realized pretty quickly that the, we were not okay with that question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so we asked them to, you know, first we got kind of snarky and we're like, do, do, does it look like we're there? You know, and then we started saying, you know what a better question would be is, um, how much further or how many more hours to go until we get there so that they could gauge a, a little bit about what to expect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't really exactly ask the universe, how long is this going to take? But it's just coming from a different place of instead of, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's like, oh, well, I know it's going to happen. I just don't know exactly how long it will be. So let me just kind of relax about what I'm asking for instead of, trying to control every aspect of how it's going to play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like that about the road trip. It's like one question, are we there yet? 
is solely focused on the destination. And the other question acknowledges that there is a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And ask, gets sort of curious about the details of the journey. And mm-hmm. the shift from the one question to the other reminds me of, you know, what they say about, uh, maybe it's a Tony Robbins thing, but like asking better questions will yeah. get you closer to what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and really help you to see what's going on in life. Um, something I was thinking about when you were talking about like having a, a, a grip on things, like trying to cling to something or grasping for something, I get this vision of like a clenched fist. Like I want this, I need this. There's this tension involved that's so focused that also becomes like, we think we're trying to grip something, but we're also closing off to anything else that wants to come in and so it's instead of having this openness of like oh I would love this I would feel so good to have this and like fluidity it's like I must have this now (laughs) and like nobody wants to approach that right no no I (laughs) I don't want to go off to someone who's like I I need to see right this moment (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I mean, there, there's all sorts of analogies. Like, um, you know, if you are out there and you're single, and I mean, I haven't been single in 17 years, so some of my knowledge on this is a little outdated. But if you are really hoping that somebody will call you or text you and you're like looking at your phone every five minutes, did, did they text me yet? Did they text me yet? You're putting off like that desperate vibe. Like, I, like you said, I need this instead of, Oh, I would just love for this to happen. I would love for this to work out. So the the feeling of need versus the feeling of just openness to the possibility in the direction of, you know, kind of what you would want to have happen without getting too caught up in how it's going to happen. Um, because, you know, we can we can absolutely make plans and decisions based on our own knowledge, but we also need to be open to possibility of things working out in ways that we did not see coming Um, because there are I get I feel very small when I say this in a good way but there are infinite possibilities we don't have the ability to to think of all of the ways that something can work out for us and um, this conversation is actually super helpful for me right now because I had something that I was really gripping tightly to and I was getting really upset. And as we're having this conversation, I'm just like, oh, you know, like it's just when and it's it's so funny because certain people grip onto certain things and other people grip onto other things. And um, I feel like I have found ways to loosen the grip, but I still have certain things that I grip onto much tighter than others. Mm-hmm. So this is this has been <laughs> super helpful for me to start to relax about that a little bit. Awesome. I'm so glad. I find that these conversations come when we need them mm-hmm. most, right? Yeah. Um, for for me, certainly, because I tend to be, I can understand things intellectually, but really like getting back in touch with the feeling part of myself is sort of this mm-hmm. process that I'm in right now. Um because I mean, for many reasons, I, I closed off body feeling. I think I've always been very empathic, like straight out of the womb and because of things that happen in life, closed it off, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now 
integrating these two again has been really cool, really cool to feel. And I think it comes back to like, you were talking about the dating thing, like the person on the other side can sort of feel because they have empathy, the energy that you're bringing to the table. I mean, whether it's a dating relationship or a friendship or, you know, the partnership that you're in or um, like my car's in the shop right now for a recall and, you know, the energy between me and the service provider, like it's Mm -hmm. all felt if we slow down to feel it. And so like having that understanding, I think is where like the real like magic ninja stuff lies because it's not, up, it's not up here. It's not in thinking about it alone. It has to be married with the body and be like, oh yeah, I'm so relaxed about that money. Coming in. I'm totally relaxed about it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Relaxed. But really like <laughs> there's nothing about any of that body language that's relaxed. Uh-huh. Totally. That's, that's so funny because that, that is what we do. And when you're talking about, you know, feeling things on or knowing things on an intellectual level versus like feeling them on the inside, that's something that I say all the time about myself, because I will have these aha moments about something that I've known for so long or that I've heard someone say over and over and over again, but it's not until it drops down here that I can really feel it. And I'm still working on figuring out how do I get it to be how do I get it to come from being up here only to dropping down here? Cause it seems, it always seems like, it always seems like I had to just wait for it to happen. Kind of, it feels like I, and it could, that could be, you know, the universe being like, okay, you're ready for this now. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, it feels random, but maybe it's not random at all. I mean, I just kind of had this, um, in a, the money mindset class that we're both in. I, the other night in the most recent class, he said something about your future is your boss. And that if you're living from the past, you know, your past experiences, you can, you can kind of muddy that up a little bit because your past is over. And I know that for me, our past, it shapes us, it makes us who we are. And so sometimes I get a little caught up in the past and I will, I will a lot of times make decisions about how to move forward based on the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to moving forward towards your goals, um, I felt like that was really profound to bump out to your future and what you think that's going to look like or what you want it to look like and use that to make your now decisions. And I have heard people say that so many times, you know, what would your future self do? Um, All that sort of stuff. But it wasn't until he said, your future is your boss, that it just really clicked in for me. And it's only been a couple of days, so I'm still trying to integrate that. Um, but But that was one of those moments for me where I had known it intellectually for a really long time, but I was never able to feel it until I heard it said in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Can I ask what feeling it was like? Like, what does that mean? Is there a place that you felt it? Is there a sensation, like a texture, a color, a 
image that yeah. came to you. It's funny because even though it's it goes from an intellectual knowing to more of a feeling, the way it the way it goes for me is just like oh yeah. <laughs> I get it. And, and then I have this thing of like, why am I just now getting this? And like, what, where was, where was the disconnect? Mm -hmm. And, and then it's sort of like this almost like, um, relaxation and excitement together kind of wash over me of like, wow, this has opened me up to so many more possibilities that I was accidentally closing myself off to because I wasn't getting it before. Mm -hmm. And, um, it does feel like I, you know, I, I have a tendency to be impatient. And so when sometimes I think like, oh, why, why did it take so long for me to, to feel this? But then I also kind of know that it's because I wasn't ready for it before it happened. And if it had happened when I wasn't ready for it, then it would have caused problems. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I'm, I'm also constantly reminding myself of that too, is that things don't come to me unless I'm ready for them and unless I'm um, ask, aligning with what I'm asking for. And if I'm not aligned, then there's still more work that needs to be done. And even though I might think I'm totally aligned, it's like what you were doing before, like, yeah, I'm, I'm relaxed. Of course I'm relaxed. What are you talking about? Yes, I'm relaxed. And, and you know, you're putting off a vibe, even if you're kind of lying to yourself, the, the universe can feel that energy. Um, and it's, it's interesting when you go from knowing something intellectually and then feeling it. And then it's like, cause when you're only knowing it intellectually, I feel like you forget it all the time. You mm -hmm. forget that you told yourself this thing that you were now going to live by this new idea, this new approach. But then when it sinks down into your being, you really don't have to spend that much time thinking about it anymore and it becomes a part of you and it's much easier. Yeah. It really, this is reminding me of like Joe Dispenza's work about how like that's the subconscious lives in the body. So mm -hmm. that's where all those patterns that we have that we don't have to remember on the daily are. And yeah. when we then bring it from the head down in here, it's like, oh, it's just known. It's just a way of being like, mm -hmm. can't forget because it is you. Yeah. 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 It's really, it's really interesting because we're just, I just, we're just so interesting as humans. You know, we, we don't, you know, I was saying um, recently to someone I was, I was sharing something with them. Um, or I was sharing something in a, in a Facebook group that I'm in and someone commented, uh, humans get a human, <laughs> which <laughs> I thought was so funny because it was like as much as, as much as we learn as much as many habits as that we cultivate that are for our own self care, we're still humans. And, um, I, I, say that I'm a recovering perfectionist, but I still have some of those perfectionist tendencies that crop up, especially when I'm expecting myself to be able to do something or achieve something. And it doesn't, it doesn't shake out the way I thought it was. And then, you know, I kind of get mad at myself because well, I must have done something wrong for it to not have worked out that way. When really, if I would just relax, I would be able to watch the unfolding and see that it was just it was still happening it was all just happening in a different way than what 
I had imagined. Mm-hmm. Relinquishing control. Yeah. 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 I think it, I like that you asked that question, like, how, how do I bring it from the mind into the body? Like, does it just have to happen? Is, is it happen when it's ready? Um, this is something I've been thinking about too. And I'm wondering if, if there has to be more involvement from the body side, because we like do the braining side. We're in these groups, mm-hmm. we're in these Facebook groups, we're learning the personal development. We're even sitting and meditating or visualizing, which is still braining right it's still mind-based even if we're focusing on like okay like I can see the house in my dreams and I can feel what it feels like to be there but if we're still still we're not activating the cells and the tissues that are there so I've been trying to move and dance more and see what comes through there because I've had like downloads on the dance floor of like wow. inspiration that then I have to take an act on, which I haven't, I've got a whole story, like kids story <laughs> that I want to write, but mm-hmm. it comes through. And then it's like, I have this feeling like it's, it's like it's in here or it, I, I've been thinking of it as like being the antenna and like, mm-hmm. how do I need to like <laughs> position myself to get this yeah. like channel, this download? That's I love that. I I love that. And I, and actually, when you just did that, it made me think of like slacklining because that's what you're doing when you're yeah. trying to maintain that balance, which is so cool. And on the slackline, the reason that we're doing that is because there's tension that is preventing a proper like fluid relationship with the mind and so then when we can get into that it's being like literally in flow with that thing that we're relating to and accepting its tension and also exerting like what we need as far as like the grounding to stay stable Mm -hmm. it's really it's interesting so I'm kind of curious do you have do you have any sort of embodiment practice that is just like sort of I want to say non-linear, which is a mm-hmm. term that I'm inspired to use from um, Michaela Bohm. She leads these non-linear movement classes that really let like the body take the lead. And if you need to, yeah. <laughs> she's just, I don't know if you can hear her or not, but she's, oh. she's just doodling. And okay. um, so I think she's all right. Hold on. Okay. I'm still, I am still on my call though. Okay. So you can doodle if you want, but I got to keep, you got to be quiet. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, actually, when you say that, I, it made me feel like I probably could use more movement um, because I love that that idea that maybe maybe the mind, I mean, maybe the body can come up and meet the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, we do so much work with our mind. And on the nights when I decide to throw on some music and I'm dancing around while I'm cooking dinner or something like that, it brings a presence into what you're doing um, that honestly to me feels like you can't really get that any other way. And for, for whatever reason, I don't do it as much as I want to do it. And mm-hmm. it's probably, you know, just a subconscious block of, um, you know, I have these 
I have some blocks sometimes around um, allowing things to just be fun mm-hmm. because I have a tendency to be all about work, 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 get it all done. Even though your to-do list is never finished, I have this this desire to finish the to-do list. And then even if that happened, I have no idea what I would do. I would I would find something else to do. I actually, over the weekend, I got everything on my list done. And then I sat down and made a new list. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's great to, to move through the tasks that I need to get done. And I did actually spend a minute being celebrating that I got everything on the list done before I made a new list. But I think there really probably is something to moving our bodies physically um, because like when I do yoga or, you know, dancing, there's something about those activities that really make you focus in. Um, I've been trying to learn how to do crow pose and at the moment it's infuriating um, because I just haven't been able to hold it for more than maybe a second. Mm-hmm. And But I'm I'm more determined than I ever have been to do it. And I notice that there are times when I will get down on the floor and try it and I'm not present with my body. I'm thinking about things. And when I really sink in and just focus on what my body is doing, that's when I'm actually able to hold it, even though I still can't hold it for that long yet. It's those times when I'm fully focused on what I'm doing that I can get there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering, I just, I was just going to say something and it kind of escaped me, but, oh, tapping. I do tapping almost every single day. And I do feel like that is something that kind of brings the body and mind together. Um, but I think just from what you were saying that there's probably way more that I could be doing on the physical side with my body to help integrate you know, all of the things that I want to you know, implement into my life, all of the new ideas that I'm constantly having and, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're already such an achiever and a manifester and well-versed in these areas. Um, but I'm really excited because oh, so many things were like buzzing for me as you were speaking. Um, the first being, why not put play on the to-do list? Like I, that's something that I've really been thinking about as I have like the space to recreate my life. And I'm moving through this process of grief and what am I here for? And what am I doing? And since my dad passed, I filled my days with like, oh, I'll join Money Mind Academy and I'll join book club and I'll do Toastmasters. And I have all these Zoom meetings and I've just recently been so fatigued and I realized that I was keeping myself busy, which is good because it probably kept me from like, going into like some really deep depression but now I'm like it's just like I'm doing but I'm not getting anywhere and I'm not feeling inspired and my mother's like why don't you relax why don't you go out to the desert for a a night which I did and I just danced and hiked and sat in nature and watched ants in the sand and like and I feel so inspired and so like in my body and I'm like why with all this time that I have did I not even consider that that is a valid way of actually using my time and saying like I'm just not gonna do anything or even I don't get out on my slack line enough and I know how much it gives me and there's something about if it doesn't have a point 
that I feel like it must not be worthwhile. I'm also in these creative meditations with my friend Amy, who's an artist, and we've been talking about play and process and all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this is really where like the good stuff happens. The stuff that isn't in the known space. So like, it's a place where I can feel small, like literally almost like a child again and discover. It's really, really cool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you, that you brought that up because this was back when I was having my uh, pain in my ribs and um, I had a conversation with my husband about what it means to have fun because he was like, I think you sometimes get confused about what fun actually is. Cause he was like, I know you think that your work is really fun and that's great, but I don't see you doing things that don't have a point. And I felt very, uh, I had a flare up when he said that, mm. like it just, it went straight to my ribs and I felt, um, attacked, you know, like, well, and, and he said, fun is useful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And w- when he said that, it blew my mind because I have always felt like if you're not getting something done, you're being lazy. And, you know, I can't just take a nap on the couch most days because I feel like um, I'm wasting time. And I, if basically if I'm not accomplishing something, I feel like I'm wasting my time. And I've really been working on that and allowing myself to have more fun, but I could definitely add even more in. And like you said, actually put it on my list. I have this uh, app that has random reminders at different times and different days. And one of the things that I have it tell me to do is to take a break. And so I never know when that one's going to pop up and it's to take a break without my phone, you know, go outside or uh, draw even. Um, And it's been ridiculously challenging for me to relinquish that control of feeling like, no, I, I have stuff to get done. So I don't have time for anything else right now but that's a perpetual feeling that I have, you know, like with a to-do list that's never done, or even when I finish it, I don't say, oh yeah, I can go do something fun now. I say, okay, what else can I put on my list? What what other tasks can I accomplish? And um, this past weekend, we went to the beach on Sunday and it was, I do leave the weekends open for spontaneity. And I know that probably sounds crazy that I schedule in the spontaneity, but I, I, he loves to be spontaneous and I have, um, sometimes I have a lot of trouble with that. So Monday through Friday, when I'm working, there's not a whole lot of space for spontaneity unless it's in the evening. But even with that, you know, we've got to get the girls to bed. So there's just not lots of time for it. But if I, I find that if I leave my weekends open, that whatever he has on his mind that he wants to go do, I can be ready to go do it. And I'm also working on not feeling like, oh, you didn't give me enough time to plan for this, you know, because I think he mentioned going to the beach to our eight-year-old on Saturday afternoon. And, and on the inside, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's tomorrow. I don't think that that's enough time for me to plan. And then I, I come back and I'm like, 
it's just the beach. Let's put on some flip-flops and go to the beach. This is not, and, and some of it is from back when our girls were really small and there was still a diaper bag and all these things. And I, so I get a little bit worked up from past experiences, like, oh, we have to have all this stuff with us, but they're eight and five now. And so we really can just pick up and go places and, you know, we can bring the puppy. And so it's really so easy to just go and do something. And um, when we went to the beach, I was able to really just allow myself to relax, allow myself to listen to the waves. The beach is one of my favorite places. The beach almost it like forces me to relax, mm-hmm. even if I don't feel like I can. And um, and sometimes I will there have been times where I have tried to be productive while at the beach and I've really let go of that. And for me now, the beach is like watching them play and sitting on the blanket, maybe reading a little bit, but that's one place where it's been helpful for me to sort of chill out. And I don't mind if sand gets in the car and and stuff like that, you know, that, that actually, um, is one thing that has never bothered me, which is, which is great. I've always kind of loved having some sand in the car because it means that I've been to the beach recently. Um, and so I'm still working on adding more of that in and being not just okay with it, but happy to do it because it is so important. And like you were saying with the slack line, how you don't feel like you get out on it enough, even though you know it's so good for you and you know how great you feel after you do it. That's how I am with yoga. I love it so much. I always love how I feel afterwards, but for some reason, I don't do it enough. I don't do it as often as I would like to. And it's not, it's not really one of those shoulds because I just actually really enjoy it. But for some reason, I will blow right past it and you know continue down because I feel like, no, these are the things that need to get done. And yoga is not I, to me, in my brain, yoga is not a necessity, but this work is a necessity. I think that's what it is, is that it's just, I have this view of, here's the things in this box over here that are must-dos, and all this stuff over here is just like, if I get to it, that's great, but it's not important. But really, it is important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it important, or do you feel important af- more important after doing one than you do after doing another? good question I wonder if like because of the the things that I'm working on in my business especially they affect other people and Mm -hmm. yoga and things like that is just for me if it if I'm putting that other stuff in front of it because I feel like intellectually that that stuff should be put first because of the effect that it has on other people but you were saying before and it kind of goes back to that that what if me doing my yoga is the thing that has the greatest ripple effect out to other people? So I, it's, that's another thing, the, the allowing myself to have fun and play is something that's up here right now and hasn't fully sunk down into my body yet. But maybe by doing more of it, and we have play built in to, we have kids, we have a puppy, and so I I, I do want more of that. And I'm, I am getting better at it because I was in the middle of something yesterday and we happened to have a Nintendo 64 and our eight-year-old asked if I would play and I put everything down and, and played with her. And um, 
that's something that's been challenging for me because what I normally do is I'll say, yeah, yeah, in a minute. And then she forgets and I forget and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I want to be more spontaneous and more fun and still productive. I still want to get those things done, but I think even though it seems counterintuitive, if I allow myself to do those fun things, I still get everything done that I wanted to do and more. I was going to say, I think you'll probably see that you get more done, that things will flow more easily because you're in more of an in-tune state with the body. I'd be curious if, um, you know, if you could pair it that way, sort of see it as something that um, like is going to feed it, maybe not even labeling it play, you mm-hmm. know, even, even though that's what it would be like having yeah. a little, a little dance break, one song, dance it out. And, you know, knowing that that is going to help, like maybe even seeing it as like being this ripple effect of energy on all the other things on your to-do list and just seeing it like, wash over those things and make it like super fluid and easy. Yeah, I I love that idea. And I have also been going and sitting out. I'm looking at it right now. There's there's some couches and lounge chairs out in the courtyard. And in the wintertime, because it's completely closed in, the sun doesn't shine down there at all. And it, it just stays chilly. But the sun has started to shine on probably like a fifth of it. And we have gone down there a few times in the last week and we just go down there and just sit. Mm. We don't do anything. I don't bring a book. I bring my phone just so I know what time it is, but I'm not looking at it. And um, that's been really nice. And in the past couple of days, I think yesterday I said, I told him, I think I'm going to go sit down in the courtyard for a little while um, in a little bit to take a break. And then I didn't, I forgot. (laughs) I got going on what I was doing. And so I think, you know, maybe doing more than just having a random reminder on a random day to do that would be, it would be beneficial to have it worked in to like, maybe it should be on my Asana to-do list, like the other things that I do. And I, I can see where I would maybe skip over it a few times before I actually do it. But um, it would if it's, if it just keeps coming up, you know, as, cause they come, if you set it to come up every day, it's going to come up every day and it turns red when you don't do it, when you said you were going to do it and that bothers me. (laughs) I was going to say, there's your motivator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I probably, oh my gosh, I love that idea of, of just allowing myself to, to play more. And my, and my husband is so good at the play. Um, which is actually, it was one of our sources of tension for a while because I looked at play as being lazy. And, you know, how could you stop and just go do whatever you feel like doing in the middle of the day when there's stuff that needs to be done? I feel that still, even though I'm a believer, I feel Mm -hmm. that resistance. Yeah, I do. I are like taking a nap or I just, you know, I'm, and I am, I am working on it. I'm so much better at it than I was before because I don't judge it anymore. I haven't, I haven't been the best at letting myself do it yet, but when he's doing it, I don't think like, oh my gosh, how lazy is that what he's doing, you know, where he stopped in the middle of his day to take a quick nap or he's 
decided to go for a walk. Um, and now that we're having this conversation, I almost feel like I can use that as more inspiration for myself because he's so good at it. He doesn't worry about getting things done or making things happen. And he still gets things done and he makes things happen. So that was going to be my next question. And I was going to sort of offer like another way of thinking about it. What if you thought about those things like just taking a nap or taking a break as like, wow, he goes and he hangs out with this friend, right? And he really enjoys hanging out with this friend who I kind of shun, but maybe there's something I should get to know about this friend. Maybe there's mm. something there because all the things that I think about this friend that I'm judging about this friend that I think means I'm not going to get things done. He's still getting things done. So maybe they have a secret that they'll tell me if I hang out with them a little bit and yeah. I can get in on this secret too. Cause like, that looks really good. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good way to look at it. Cause I do like, even when he's doing it, even, even though I'm not judging anymore as much as I was before, it's still kind of like, well, that's for him. That's his not thing. For me. And then another thing that just popped up for me, when I do decide, okay, I am going to take a break, I'm immediately worried that he's going to judge me for being lazy, which is not at all true. But that's what I make up in my head to keep me from having a, a you know a moment to relax. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes if I do sit down and relax, he'll come out and be like, oh, what are you doing? And I get, I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm taking a break. You know, I, <laughs> I only laugh so hard at this because it's like, you've been peering into my life. <laughs> grandma yeah. that, be like, I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking a nap. Like, Rachel's taking a nap. Like what? Yeah. yeah. And it, but it's joking. He's joking. Cause he's like, who are you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, should I not be doing this? He's like, no, you should, you should. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's where, and I, you know, all again, making up those stories in our head about who's going to judge us. And I mean, he's the one that told me that fun is useful. And, and I remember that weekend when we had that conversation for the rest of the weekend, I was like, what did you say fun was again? And he was like, <laughs> you're useful. still raining on it. Yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't, I, my brain blocked out the word as I could not, I had to ask him probably 10 times what was that word you used again for fun? Fun is what? And he was like, useful. And he would, he would laugh about it because he was just like, you're so in your space of, you know, only being able to do things that need to get done in your mind when this is, this is also a need. Yeah. I feel really good about adding more fun into my day. And actually like when I, when I let myself listen to music while I'm walking Louisa, anybody who's driving down the street will see me like dancing down the street. And it's such a, it's such a fun place to be. But a lot of times when I take her for a walk, I'm listening to course material or maybe a podcast or something that I can get something from like information wise, because that's, in my mind, what useful, useful. is. Yeah. 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 I, I heard you say when I let myself listen to mm. music, like, like a very harsh parent, like, well, when I, when I let <laughs> the kids have their screen time, you know, when I let them mm -hmm. play video games, like it's very like metered. And I, I, I do the same thing. I had a two hour drive to and from the desert this weekend. And 
I listened to a couple podcasts on the way out and then on the way back, I was like, I just want to listen to music. I was like, but I have two hours. Do you know how much I could listen to? Like there was this whole conversation. I was like, but I want to listen to music (laughs) and you know how that can be really inspiring. I was like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and and I did it and it was great. It was just nice to bop around in the car and listen and mm-hmm. just like let whatever comes up comes up come up because it's it's not it's a different kind of input for me like the words this is something I've been playing with or noticing in life is that words have so much meaning they're shaped by the brain they have to go through the brain but sound sound is just body sound is body that's why yeah. we all laugh no matter what language we speak, we all sob and cry. We all scream no matter what language they speak. It doesn't have to go through that tightly controlled, like conscious lens. It's very like subconscious. That's why like tone of voice, like in that example of like, yeah, I'm relaxed. I'm totally relaxed. (laughs) Definitely. Versus I am so relaxed right now. Like there is this, the body the vocal cords hold attention in them that can be heard. And it doesn't matter if I'm forming words where I'm just like, ah, or, ah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's very primal. Um, and music without words for me just moves through me in a way that like, I can't really explain, but I like it. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I definitely can implement more of that. And even as we're talking, I'm realizing that I have come a long way because I will do things like when I take Louisa for her walk in the middle of the day, I leave my phone um, so I can't listen to, you know, a, a podcast or, or a course module. And that's such a nice time of day usually too. It's gotten warm. Usually the sun is out. And I love where we live. So it allows me to sink in and be more present with where I am and, you know, what we're doing. Because every time I take her for a walk, it's also, you know, it's exercise for her too, but it's also like good training time for her um, if we are uh, confronted with something that she wants to bark at or, you know, and I'm a lot more present when I leave my phone inside. Um, And I feel like, I had already forgotten that I'm already doing some of those things on a, I know, a very lo- low level, but I wasn't really seeing them for what they were and the importance of, of doing those things um, because they had become, they've become part of my routine. And so to be able to just implement more of that, it would be interesting to see how much faster I might move forward if I allow myself to do things that are fun more often um, and allow myself to be spontaneous more often in certain situations. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love the thinking through of this and then like the little caveats, like I'm like, you're like getting there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's a little, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm still in this like in and out of knowing it in my body. I feel like, like I know it, I do it. I come back 
and then I forget mm-hmm. until I, I the, until the I get stuff. for me back back in my body again in a way that is like a regular practice. Yeah. And that's that's a, my challenge. Consistency has been my downfall, which I, I feel like um, you're really good at from from my side anyway. I, I I'm like Ryan. She's like on it. <laughs> like, well, I I just it's it's become easier and easier for me to be consistent in things like working on my business because I have sort of a roadmap and it's like, do this and that'll take you here. Mm. But I feel like there's not so much of a step-by-step roadmap of like, do go like draw a picture with your five-year-old and it will do this for you, you know? And I, Mm -hmm. I know what the value of stuff like that is, but again, I think it's because it's not, it's not task oriented. It's not for any other purpose than just to enjoy it. And that's, it, that's just where I get caught up is um, I don't think in terms of what is going to feel the best. I think in terms of like, wh- how much can I get done? And um, so I, it, it's been, I'm, I'm so much better at it than I, than I used to be. And I think it's a good idea that I'm, it's good that I'm kind of looking back and seeing where I was and looking at where I am now and and seeing how far I've come and then also realizing that I can still allow for more um, just so that I can, it's okay to have fun and fun is useful. It's just like this, this old, old mindset from growing up is like, you've got to be getting stuff done and, you know, you got to get good grades and you got to go to college and you got to get a job. And, you know, these are the things that you do in order to get to, I don't even know where in life, you know, we, we learn those things like, here's the road, here's the steps that you take. Mm-hmm. And then nobody ever really talks about where does that lead you? <laughs> does that lead you to some kind of happiness? Cause it doesn't seem like it, wow. but I was the type that was like, okay, boom, boom, boom. I'm going to do those things. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I've got curtain. We have curtains on the porch and I opened them so that some light would come in and the, the wind came in and just closed it. I know. I saw it. I was like, is a bird flying in? <laughs> um, yeah. The other one, the other one closed, but it, there's still plenty of light coming in. But sometimes oddly enough, even though we're, even though we're in a courtyard, and our porch is set in, it doesn't stick out. The wind will sometimes whip through here and pull both of the curtains out. And they're just flying like flags in the wind. It's crazy. Interesting. It creates some kind of like suction in your building. Yeah, I don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm all fascinated by like the energy of relationships and emotion and thoughts in the body. But sometimes Graham will be explaining like something mechanical and I'm like, yeah, glaze, eyes glaze over, and yeah, it's so funny because that's how it is for me with when he's talking about. I love, I do love football, but when he's talking about um, intricacies of the game or draft picks or fantasy football, I'm just like, no, I can't, cannot. It just doesn't. It can't get in here. 
Mm -hmm. And um, it's so funny because he will get so into it. And he'll be like, remember so-and-so that I said so so and such about? And I'm just like, no, I do not. <laughs> and, I, and, then he, and he remembers things like specific plays that happened in a football game 10 years ago. And that is it's fascinating on one hand because I'm like, I don't know how you remember that. But then, like, you don't remember your family's birthdays. <laughs> Yes. Like, <laughs> so he remembers like mine and our daughters, but you know, like his, his family, he doesn't remember their birthdays, but he will, he can pinpoint exact plays of certain specific games from years and years and years ago. And he sees it in his mind, like it just happened. And he's flabbergasted that I have no idea what he's talking about. It's just, it's, it's very, and we always laugh about it because we're, you know, that's one of the ways that we show ourselves how different our brains work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. My my partner makes music, so he has all these like, um, it's like music equipment, synthesizers and stuff, and they have all these mm. buttons, and they light up different colors, and you can program them different colors, and each button contains a sound. And you can program it to play, and he shows me, and I sit there and like, you lost me like after the first button. I <laughs> have no idea. And he just gets it and he's like why, why don't you I bet here let me teach him like my brain just like implodes yeah it's so and it's, it's how... fascinating that we're so different and yeah. it's cool like I love it yeah it is it's it's crazy and amazing how different we are and I think it's also crazy how we all expect each other to be the same mm-hmm. and we we lose our appreciation for the differences and it's actually partially because we have started to learn the differences and appreciate them between each other that that released some of that old tension that we used to feel because we both just always thought that the other person was wrong mm. and we're, neither one of us is wrong and neither, we're not right either. We're just different. Our brains work differently. We think about things differently. We've had different life experiences and that you can apply that same thinking to everyone that you come into contact with. And um, for me, a lot, a lot of times it makes it a lot easier to embrace people for who they are and um, to let them, let them be, you know, Um, instead of getting all worked up about what they may or may not do. That's not in alignment with, with what I may or may not do. And that's been a huge learning lesson for me because I went through a long period of my life where I was just, I assumed that I was right about everything. (laughs) Me too, for sure. Yeah. I'm curious, how has that changed? Like having that knowing and seeing that, seeing how it's not wrong or right, but it's just different. Has it, um, like what happens when you encounter someone and you think like, oh, that's wrong or you're doing that wrong? Is there a shift that you make or a question that you ask, a reframe? Um, well, for for us in particular, I'm able to laugh at the differences now because I realize that I have an opinion and he has an opinion <laughs> and they might be different. And actually, I feel like it's also... We've never been the type of couple who, you know, yell at each other or have these big blowout fights, but we have less disagreements because when you get to a point where you realize that you don't agree, you just are like, all right, 
we don't agree on that. Let's move on to something else. Because when you go into that space of con trying to convince the other person that they should see it your way, that's a never ending cycle. And that's where so many arguments come from is that when you're trying really hard to get them to change their minds and they're getting, they're trying really hard to get you to change your mind. And um, there's a quote from how to win friends and influence people. And I, I don't know if I'm going to get it quite right, but it's something like he whose opinion is changed against his will is of the same opinion still. So, you know, if you've ever had an argument with someone where they're like, okay, fine, you know, you know, in the moment you're like, yes, I win. And, but you know that they didn't actually change their mind. They don't feel any different. They just want to get out. They're like, go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just been, it's been very eye opening to first apply that to us and then start to apply it to, to you know, everyone, even our own kids. Um, which is something that we've been kind of challenged with lately is we've we've been teaching them to be independent thinkers and not follow, you know, what everyone else is doing. And then when they our oldest especially when she turns around and questions us and we're, we're our our initial reaction is like, "No, I'm the parent. I tell you what to do." But we had a conversation recently about this. I was like, "You know, we've been telling her not to just do things just because someone else says that that's what you're supposed to do. So we might need to find a place of balance here where she understands that we're the parents and that we're guiding her in the direction that's going to be really great for her later on in life, but that we still allow her to voice her own opinions and not shut her down because we don't want her to to learn to not trust herself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if she says something and we have a reaction to it, then she might feel like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. Because yeah. that's what we, that's what we all do is like when someone has a reaction that we weren't expecting, then we question ourselves. We don't ever, we don't ever question the other person. And we just automatically are like, what did I do? What did I say? Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's this, it's this interesting place of like, yeah, we want to hear what you have to say, but just don't be sassy about it. You know, like, <laughs> it's been, it's, it's sometimes, I mean, she's only eight and sometimes it seems like she's 18. Um, but it's partially a product of us teaching her not to just listen to what other people are saying without thinking about how she feels about it too. That's um, so important. Yeah. I never was taught that. Same. You yeah. just do what the adults say. And then you find yourself feeling in every situation like the other person is always the authority and that you are not the authority ever. Yep. And um, that was something that was really huge for me. I, I mean, even down to things like a new girl came to our school and she played basketball too, like I did. And when the season started... I assumed that she was older than me. And so I didn't put up any kind of resistance when she took the number that I had had for years. And then come to find out we were in the same grade and you know, it probably would have been fine for me to be like, hey, I'm, you're the new person. I've been here for years. That's always been my number. Instead, I just sort of shrunk back and assumed that she was the authority in the situation and of course she had no idea. It wasn't like she was trying to steal something from me. 
Um, but it's, it's something that carries throughout your life. If you are shown when you're a kid that you can't trust yourself and that you have to listen to what other people tell you and you have to do what they say. Um, and there's a delicate balance there because we tell her you know you do need to be respectful at school don't don't tell your teachers you know where to shove it if you don't like what they are telling you but allow yourself to think your own thoughts and and be of your own mind too which is always a good reminder for the, the two of us as well because it's not what we were taught when we were kids and we're still working on cultivating it mm-hmm. i feel like that's at the root of so much of what we've talked about and where we started our conversation, Mm -hmm. um, being able to say like, I would like this time, or this is how I feel. This is what I need. And being confident that we can say it and it may not be met with a yes, but it will be seen as valid. Um, which I think is really important. And that, for me, was it the root or not the root of my cancer, but the diagnosis taking so long? It's because mm-hmm. I didn't trust myself and because people outside who had placed themselves in a role seen as all knowing, or maybe not all knowing is fair, but as an authority, mm-hmm. thought they had authority over me and I willingly accepted. Mm-hmm that role. Oh, you defer to the doctors because the doctors know instead of knowing that, no, I really know. And I, I should persist to find someone who will believe me, but I didn't have enough trust in myself for that. Yeah. It's, it's really, really huge. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about just small things with kids about, um, you know, if you are hiding from your children that you are not feeling your best, you know, you're upset about something, you're irritated, whatever it is, they know. And when they come and ask you if you're okay, and you say, I'm fine, it teaches them to not trust their own intuition. Mm-hmm. And um, when I learned that, it, it was like a punch in the gut. And ever since then, um, I will be completely honest with our girls about how I'm feeling when they ask, because um, you know, I don't go dumping my feelings on them when, when they're right. you know, not, not asking for it. But there have been so many times where I, I will just say, and, and I don't even always name the specific emotion, but I will say, I'm, mommy is not feeling her best right now. And um, I don't want them to think that their behavior determines how I feel. But I also want them to know that, you know, since I'm not feeling super great right now, it would be super helpful if you wouldn't mind not arguing with each other right now. Or if, if you guys could maybe keep your voices down because I have a headache or, you know, stuff like that. Um, and allowing them to know how they could help me. Um, and they're so responsive to that. And there's just this. They will do things like they'll come give me a hug or they'll they'll give me you know they'll get me a, some water or or something like that and um actually i this has to do with peter he was kind of going nuts at the end and just barking for no reason every time he, um my husband took the girls out to give me some quiet time to work he would bark nonstop, 
when it was just me in the apartment to the point where I had to also leave because I wasn't going to be able to get anything done. And one night he was, he was doing this when the girls were home with me. Um, and I just lost it and I screamed at him. And then I like ran into the bedroom and was very dramatic about it. I like threw myself on the floor and started crying. And it was just like so, so heavy and hard to deal with partially because I, I knew I was super, super frustrated, but I also knew that we, we weren't going to have him for much longer. And so it was just like this, this mix of emotions that were all really, really tough. And so in that, in that moment, they could see that I was struggling. Um, and because I had shared with them at, at other times, how I was feeling, they both came in and they didn't say anything, but, you know, started rubbing my back and one of them brought me water and I ended up feeling better way faster than, you know, had I been on my own in that. And, and it's, it's been, it's been beautiful because I don't rely on them to, you know, make me feel better, but they take the opportunity when they see that I need that I'm not, when they see that I'm not feeling at my best and when I'm not having a good time, they will swoop in and, and do something for me just because they want to help. It's, it's not, um, cause I know sometimes kids end up in situations where they feel like they must fix their parents' problems mm-hmm. or else they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, it's not like that though. It's, it's this, this, I'm being honest and so they're able to come in with their, you know, innocence and love and help a situation um, for me and for him. They just they just know when to, like, give those extra hugs and and be really sweet. And it's it's been it's been really amazing to, to have that um, be built in because I made the choice to just be honest with myself first and then be honest with them too and not, and not hold it in. It sounds very pure and beautiful. It doesn't sound manipulative at all um, because it is based in honesty and you're teaching them how to, how to feel. You're Mm -hmm. teaching them that if they do ask if something's going on, they're going to get like an honest answer and not, um, not something that is just going to pacify. So you're, you're teaching them to be honest. And I remember my parents not being okay and hearing that I'm fine. And then I would try to fix it because like, I knew things weren't fine. So, okay. Like I'm uncomfortable. How do I make it better? I need you to be okay so that I can feel okay. And that I feel like is where that unhealthy pattern of like being responsible for the parents' emotions comes in. Not Mm -hmm. the like, you're right, things aren't okay. And, you know, I'm having a hard time right now. So if you can, you know, you can help me by doing this. It's it's just different. It's real. It's raw. It's honest. Yeah. And it's not like you're pouring your everything out onto them. Like... Yeah. Well, mommy's really upset because da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's totally true. And I remember my mom had a face that she would make when she was pretending that everything was fine and it wasn't. And you just, as a kid, you just feel helpless. Like you, you like you said, you you want to try to fix it, but then I I remember feeling like, well, what can I do? There's there's nothing I can do to fix that. But I know that 
um, you know, I know something's wrong, but she's telling me that nothing is wrong. And, you know, my, my parents fought a lot. So I at least was able to know, like, it's, that's usually where it came from was the fighting. Um, but it just, it really, it has way more of an effect on kids and, and anyone around us when we're not being honest with our own feelings. And it just because you allow yourself to call out an emotion that you're feeling, it doesn't mean that you're being negative or that you're going to start bringing stuff to you that you don't want. Um, I used to be that toxic positivity type of person where someone would, you know, want to share something with me and I, and it would be something that was upsetting them. And I'd be like, Oh, you'll be fine. Just think positive, think about what you want and just don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, my friend, she was like, you know, it, it doesn't always work that way. And I remember thinking like, yes, it does, you know, and, but I was not being honest with myself and I was probably more sad during those years when I was constantly trying to make everyone be happy all the time than I ever have been because I wasn't, I wasn't being honest with how I was feeling. And I was just, anything that wasn't happiness got shoved to the side, but eventually it became harder and harder to, you know, hold that back. And then you have those situations where you like explode on people and they are shocked by it. And you are shocked yourself that you even behave that way. Um, and I think it's so funny that it all comes back around to being open and honest about what your needs are and asking for help and um, being okay with knowing that you can relinquish control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it takes so much energy to control. Yeah. And then it all comes out like sideways because it, it finds a way out. I think of Irene Lyon has this analogy of um, like emotions and experiences that we hold inside when we say things like, oh, don't worry about that. Or, oh, you know, it'll all be fine. It's like trying to hold it all underwater. And eventually like it rises and then like, you know, shoots yeah. out. And if we're open and honest and just willing to say like, this is happening right now, I'm going to experience it. Then there's more of that ability to relax and then like be open to the things that are going to come our way, the good stuff. I, this, this is, a huge lesson for me <laughs> because yeah. I'm like that, like I want to control everything. And I tried the, the positivity because it's really big. I feel like in, I don't know if it's just Southern California or just overall, like the spiritual or spiritual uh, world and personal development world of just like yeah. good vibes only, you know? Yep. And well, you are, you know, law of attraction. So you have to be high vibe, but the if there is like low vibe is part of life. It's not yeah. about ascending. I say it's about expanding. And mm -hmm. I think we've got to experience the depths and the highs um, fully, or at least allow there to be space just because we're feeling something that might be low vibe. Doesn't mean like we're going to live there forever. 
there's room to come back around. And I, I think for me, um, you know, my childhood was hard. Like I, it was, it wasn't the best. My dad being an alcoholic and addict and all this stuff and all that, the stories of living on the past has really been the hard stuff that I went through over the last two years that is like really bringing me into touch with that experience and mm -hmm. helping me move through so that I can have more of like the good vibes and the ease right. and the relaxation and the flow. You know, I didn't, I'm not stuck there. I, I, I'm going back and forth right now. I'm in a process of figuring it out and grieving, which is one mm -hmm. thing that we connected over initially at the gathering. Yeah. yeah. Because grief is such a mystery to me still. Mm -hmm. But it, it's a process. Yeah. And I, I think it always is. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't think we ever, and, and that's what I used, I used to think is that you get to whatever your, maybe your goals are in life and then that's it and you just stay there and live your happy life and that, and you don't do anything. And then you get to a place where you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish, but you're not dead. So you have more that you can do. And, and you know, especially in the name of expansion, that's, that's something that we're always doing. And um, there's so many people that aren't in the personal development world that have a, such a problem with constantly reaching for more but that's what we're made to do, I believe. And I, I personally feel like if you're not moving forward, you are moving backwards because you're, you're not, you're no longer expanding. And so you're just kind of staying stuck. And um, so I think, I think it is so important to acknowledge that it is a process instead of thinking that um, you're just gonna, I, what I have a tendency to think is that it's just like this <laughs> and that's what I want. That's what, I just want it to be like that, but really, you know, it's like this and maybe every time you have a downturn, maybe the downturn isn't as bad as the last one. Um, but you're still going to have down moments. I mean, I had a down moment this morning and you know, there's something that I'm going to have to deal with and it's not a huge issue, but sometimes when this stuff comes up, I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this, this is another thing. Mm -hmm. But if I would remember more often that there's always going to be things to deal with and things to do and things to get done and fun to have, and it all just kind of mixes together as a human experience, um, I would probably be able to relax more easily about the certain things that happen that I don't want because I would realize that there's always an uptick afterwards and there's an ebb and flow. And it's super easy for me to tell other people that, um, but that's something that I have a tendency to, I just wanna always be moving up, 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 and never come back down for any reason or have a hiccup or a stumble. Um, but yeah, it really is just a never ending process. I think that's a very human thing to just want up, 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 right? We wanna avoid pain and mm -hmm. have more more ease and pleasure in the things that we want. And you said that um, life is about, like we, we need to want more, like there's always gonna be more. It's not like, 
oh, your to-do list is done, so you don't make another. Yeah. <laughs> There's more, more to do and more to grow. And I think that we're all always after more. It's just about how we direct the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, people who don't have a goal or purpose to set it on end up going for more in the ways of overconsumption, alcohol, food, food's my thing, or relationship, or just distraction, instead Mm -hmm. of more of like, well, what is going to fill me up? What do I really want? And being okay with the the things that come along with that. Because I, whatever we do, whether we're moving with purpose towards a goal, or whether we're just like slogging through our days, there's ups and downs. Totally. So which ones do we want? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but when I get really frustrated sometimes, and it happens way less than it used to, but every now and then I catch myself thinking, I wish I didn't know some of the things that I know, because yeah. if I just didn't know them, then I could just be randomly upset and not be trying to figure out why so that I can move through it more, um, in a, in a more healthful way. Um, but you know, I really don't want that. It's just an excuse because I don't want to feel the way I'm feeling in the moment. Um, but I, I found I found that interesting too. That sometimes even when we make great leaps forward in our thought process and our mindset, that sometimes we just wish that it, we could go back to like a simpler time. You know? Yeah. Why couldn't it just be easy? I don't want to know this. I don't want to do the work. Yeah, exactly. I just want to be easy like it was before, but really before it wasn't easy because I was totally unhappy because I felt out of control. And it wasn't until I learned the things that I use now that, that I felt more like, Oh, I get it. I get why I do this. And I get why I've done that in the past. And now that I know those things, I can move out of those patterns and, and habits to a place that I would rather be, mm-hmm. you know, but then sometimes you just, you just get lazy and you just are like, please, I don't want to have to have all these thoughts and, and these desires. I just want to be like a bump on the log for, yeah. for a little while. I guess that's when I have those moments is probably a good time to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Play a little. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm actually the the courtyard seats out there are looking really nice I probably will go out there for a little bit after we talk do it do it and I would suggest some movement with it yeah movement. that's been really a game changer for me and I know that but it's I'd rather lay in the sun or I'd rather I don't know movement is not it is my natural state I think it's our natural state as like living beings because everything's vibration but mm-hmm. for me personally the sit still get things done be quiet be small don't draw attention to to yourself that is safety kind of thing yeah it's like really deeply ingrained <laughs> yes me too yeah. yeah i feel i feel all of that like stay small, be quiet, don't disrupt anything, don't rock the boat, Mm -hmm. don't upset anyone, you know, put everyone else before you so that nobody gets mad at you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that sort of thing. But yeah, I definitely am going to implement more movement, you know, because honestly, 
even just something as simple as turning on music while I make dinner, which is something I love to do. Why wouldn't I do that every single time I'm cooking? There's no reason to not do it. And it's so fun. It's just that thing in my head that's like, well, don't have too much fun because you have work to do. And <laughs> so I'm still there's still that that cycle that that pops up. Have more fun because you have work to do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Can I ask a question? This came to me earlier because, you know, I know you're big on visualizing what you mm-hmm. want in the future. And then you spoke about letting the future be your boss. Mm-hmm. Where is fun in your future? Is, does fun show up? Does play show up in, in your future? In my future. Huh? <laughs> it, seems like it, it seems like it's always in my future. So if the like, future I- is your boss now, mm-hmm. what would your boss tell you to do? go outside a lot more, go outside a lot more, especially because we have this beautiful courtyard and it's just an elevator ride away. And um, my future self is traveling a lot more, which, you know, is not always possible right now. Um, But yeah, just I when I, I imagine like taking Louisa for a much longer walk in the middle of the day than what I do now. And I imagine doing things like stopping work and we have a lunch together in the middle of the day. Um, And all these things that out there, it seems like, oh, that's so wonderful. That's so beautiful. But then right here, those things seem like interruptions to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that you said that because it's helping me take another step further into allowing my future to be my boss and being like, hey, if this is what you say you want, there's a lot of these things that you could be implementing now. And one thing that I have that we have done, which is amazing, is that we go on a date during the day every single week. And I love that. You share them. Yeah. And it's funny because he's at one point he was like, you know, I don't want to take selfies just for your social media. And I was like, all right, I don't want to be pushy about that. So I will like take a picture of where we're at or I'll take a picture of our feet or something because I want to be respectful of how he feels about it. And I don't want him to feel like he's an Instagram husband, you know, like constantly taking my pictures for me mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So it's funny that my pictures are never of us. And sometimes I, sometimes in my head, I'm like, I wonder if people wonder if he's real. Like, because no, <laughs> I love that because I actually see that. And I think that I like that you share, but also keep like, there's a part of your relationship that is for you. You know, even yeah. though you, you might share about it, you might use it as a model and as you should, I mean, you've been together for 17 years and you've created <laughs> things. So, but it's not like all out there for everyone for, you know, in every way, yeah. there's a yeah. boundary. I like that you, that you, that's how you feel when you see it, because that that's kind of what I'm trying to portray. And there are other people that, um, that I see where they really do just, tell everything and I have this knowing that okay that's that's for them and that's not for us you know I would totally post a selfie or two of us if he were okay with that but since he doesn't really like that I'm okay with just posting the random pictures and actually the pictures of like our feet are some of my favorites where it's like we're you know we're together doing something but you don't get to see all of it you know it's like that's that's for us like what you said and um it's just, it's funny that, that I have 
even though I'm doing that for him and for us, it's like I still was having a little bit of an insecurity about how it would come across. Um, but that has definitely been something that I was like, future self goes on daytime dates with him whenever, you know, and so we have been doing that for a, a while. Um, I think since we moved out here to California um, in the fall of 2019, we've been making sure that we do that. And this week, actually, we've do, been doing Mondays and something came up on Monday. And so we made sure to reschedule it um, instead of just, you know, oh, well, we'll do it next week because it's really important to us that we have that time together. And um, sometimes Louisa crashes our dates, but you know, she doesn't, she's, she doesn't interrupt. She's not asking for snacks or how long, how much longer are we going to be on this hike? Um, he's just, she's just there as an added bonus. (laughs) That's so cute. That's so cute. Well, I just realized what time it is. I don't know how we talked for almost two hours. Um, I I mean, I do because it's easy. Um, mm-hmm. and you're a pleasure to talk to. So you are too. Um, be respectful of time. And I know that you've got like big things happening in your business. So do you want to share a little bit before? Yeah. So I'm teaching um, a workshop. It's called Bring Back the Connection. It's free. Um, it's for women who feel like they have lost some of that connection in their marriage and they want to bring it back, but they don't really know how or you know, maybe you're in, your, you're in that frustrated place where you feel like you're doing all the work or you don't want to be the one to make the first move. But what I want to share is that we are extremely powerful in our relationships. And when we are sitting back and waiting for our partner to make the first move, we're relinquishing a lot of that power. And um, so I want to bring the power back and allow women to know that it's amazing to be the one to make the first move because it, it's, it's not, it doesn't say anything bad about them, but it says amazing things about who you are and how you step into your power in the relationship. And by doing that, you know, I'm always talking about the ripple effect. So the workshop is just about what you can do to begin to bring that connection back. And um, that's at a mindfulbride.co slash workshop. Um, and I also, I do, um, 30 minute married and manifesting calls is what I call them. And it's a free call to kind of get you to figure out where you're at and where you want to go and what looks best for you to be able to do that. And, um, so that's at a mindfulbride.co slash book a call and, um, also free. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I may have left that part out, but both of those things are free and, um, yeah, um, my Instagram is a mindfulbride.co, and I'm actually changing that to all of it is eventually going to be changed to married and manifesting. I know you've seen some of my posts just just recently about the changes. Um, so I'm, my other website is marriedandmanifesting.com, and pretty soon everything will be under married and manifesting. But it's kind of a work in progress right now. Got it. Thank you. So basically, what I heard is that's where women can go to like get in on like base level ninja training for (laughs) (laughs) relationships, right? Yes. Yes. Ninja level relation, ninja, ninja relationship tricks. Yeah. They can get their, they can get their beginner's guide to those ninja tricks that I was talking about. That's very, that's like exactly what it is. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Well, um, I'm,
I'm really glad that we got to make this happen. Thank you for being patient um, with my invitation to be on the podcast. I feel like it worked out in just the best way. Beautiful timing. And we will do it again. Yes, I would. I would love to. And I want to thank you for your patience as well, because I could have I could have been the one to reach out to and I was, you know, in my own head and, and I didn't do it. So I'm so glad that we had this conversation and that you had me on here. Yeah, I think, you know, this was the like the divine timing to me, like instead mm-hmm. of looking back like, oh, I, I should have asked her sooner. It's like, well, no, like this is just when it was meant to be. It's yeah. really inspired me to um, to do more of these. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I've kind of been wishy washy on, but um, yeah, bigger things to come. So yeah, I don't know what else to say. So um, <laughs> to say I appreciate you so much. I love you. I cannot wait to see you in person. I would me like. Too. I've been really hermiting. Um, and I'm sure you've noticed, I would like to, um, get together and do some slackline stuff. Cause I, you've not been on it yet. No, I haven't. And I can't wait to try. I, I am so excited. And that's also something that future me does, by the way, it's in my vision that whenever you are around or I am near where you are, I get to slackline with you. And so it's got to happen sometime sooner than later would be, would be great. <laughs> I like tingles about that. Okay. We'll be in touch. I've got ideas. So. Okay. Awesome. Right. Have a good day. Bye Ryan. You too. Bye.